Okay, 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 okay. We're going to get straight to it. Look, I want to get straight to it. But we got to do the intro. Look, guys, look, you are tuned into Organic Poison Podcast. Listening on Spotify or Apple or DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, wherever you're listening, thank you so much for choosing to tune in today. Uh, If you haven't figured it out by now, you can go back and listen to all 80-plus episodes. Yes, if this is your first episode, it would do me and you some justice if you went back and you listened to as many of those episodes as you possibly could. As many as you can consume. Uh, You know, I understand that listeners, they come and go, but you never know whose first episode this is so this is me telling you that there's a whole catalog and right now we are on the road to 100 so we're gearing up i've got a i've got some pretty exciting things that i'm looking forward to doing at least to try to do for the last uh 10 episodes it's going to be uh it's there's going to be a theme and it's going to be building up to episode 100 and i think that for the most part a lot of people will enjoy it especially once it reaches its pinnacle Nonetheless, we're going to break on through to the other side. It's finally going to be time for me to have to take on professionalism in the podcast realm. Yeah, I'm going to have to start pretending that I actually, when I say pretending, I'm going to have to start putting my money where my mouth is and really stepping up and getting my grind on. And with that, I'm going to need your help, all of you, listeners new and old. As you find episodes, share them with your friends. I am not active on Facebook. I used to be on Facebook. I had one since shortly after Facebook started. I had had one for so long. I had taken some time off of there, gotten back on, taken some time off, gotten back on. But I was able to promote the podcast and all the other random things that I do uh, a lot more frequently. Uh, And it was a lot easier. It was a much broader net. And more importantly, it was a closer knit of people that I knew within the community and could kind of rally more people. Mind you, I am grateful for the followers and the listeners that I have uh, on social, you know, on Instagram and the friend group that of you guys that I know that keep in touch and you listen to this podcast. But we want to expand. We need to expand. And the best way to do that is for you. I'm challenging my listeners, especially the ones who this isn't their first episode. Go and share this shit with your friends, even if you don't do it on social media because you're scared that your aunt is going to listen to it or something. And she'd be like, yo, they were talking about you know having sex with a porcupine or something like that, which I don't think we ever did talk about that. But maybe she wouldn't be able to understand the context of the uh, uh, humor that would be there or the audacious uh, – the safety and audacity, uh, the safety within the audacity uh, to the extent of which we'll go. On this podcast, but uh, yeah, we need you guys to uh, play a part in that. We need you to tune in, tune into every episode. Whenever the episodes come on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, or when Toxic Tunes and Trends is on on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com every Thursday at nine PM, we need you guys to tune in, rock with us, tell your friends. And I know that some of you, you're probably you want to support, but you don't necessarily uh, want to. You don't necessarily have the money, or you don't have like the uh, you know the financial uh, ability to donate money. Well, tr- trust me, almost just as important is for you to share and to propagandize organic poison. Now, I'm not going to spend too much more time, uh, you know, rambling on about what I need you guys to do. But I will go ahead and tell you if you do feel the need to send a dollar, ten dollars, seventeen thousand dollars, you can do so. Cash app uh, is organic poison, and poison has one O, so that's P O I S N. 
or you can do paypal.com slash Shane is O. Uh, and you know, I've done this for several people in the past. Uh, I've got some people who have, who have shared, <laughs> who have really, uh, helped, uh, progress this podcast and my music ventures. And I'm so grateful for these people. And, uh, you know, if they ever have a request or something of that caliber, Philip, I hadn't forgot about you, bro. I got you double time. You come in with the, with the, the smoke shout out to my boy, Philip. Uh, but with like some of these other people, like we we do things. I do think. And look, man, you ain't gotta pay me if you got something going on. If you got a song you want to hear, dude, you don't have to. If you want, like for the radio show, if you want to get a song, uh, me to play one of your songs, just holler at me. Now, whenever there's like fifty to sixty of you guys sending me something every day, I'm probably gonna stop doing that. But until then, holler at me if you want to. If you're somebody that you got something going on, you want to get on the podcast, holler at me. Let's see if we can make something happen. I'm not saying that that's not like a. a uh, you definitely don't get paid, but you de- also don't have to pay to be on the podcast. Just holler at me. What you got going on? Do you want Do you want to promote some music? Do you want to promote some content? Do you want to promote some art? Do you just want to get on here and talk some shit? Holler at me. Let's let's go. Send this pod Send this podcast to your homie who's creative or your homie that uh, has an interesting mind and might could break down some things. Or I need, I'm looking for somebody who knows something about crypto. Obviously, we talk about crypto on this podcast a good bit, uh, but we typically sound like a bunch of morons, just like everything else we talk about. But I'm looking for somebody who can talk to me about crypto. Tell them send them my way because I want you guys to I want you guys to be able to hear a, a decent explanation about what's going on right now in the crypto market and kind of a little bit more information about what what it is because I'm a I will sit here and I'll tell you all day hey man crypto is the future bro crypto is the future but I can't a hundred percent tell you why it's the future and I know that that sound like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sell you on it I am constantly trying trying to tell you to look into it yourself and look at it as a potential way for you to uh, invest I'm not telling you what to do because whatever it is they say uh, I'm not I'm not giving you uh, money or law advice I digress but if you guys feel obligated, if you guys feel it deep within your soul to uh, d- donate financially, that would be great. If you if you don't have the money, or if you're just like I'm not sold yet, listen to the, a couple of more episodes. Share a couple of episodes with your friends. You might find the one that you like the most, or the one that makes you crack up and laugh. Some of them are a little serious, and some of them are hilarious, and some of them will probably get you kicked out of your job. So be careful where you listen to it. Um, but yeah, like seriously. I appreciate everything that you guys who have been with us from the beginning and all of you guys who have joined in since then. And once again, if this is your first episode, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you're not already following me on Instagram, do so. And that's Shane is O S H A N E I S O. All right. Look, next we're going to talk about the boy acquiring. I say the boy to some people. He's the boy to some people. He is the villain. Uh, And he very well potentially could be like a, uh, like a, a huge, horrible, authoritarian devil man. But I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah, you should already know who I'm talking about by now. So let's rock.
Well, as I say usually, if you haven't been living under a rock for the past, uh, I don't know, three weeks, past month, you're probably aware of the fact that Elon Musk is has been trying to acquire Twitter. Now, there's all kinds of people who feel a different type of way about this, and we'll get into that a little in a little bit. But for now, I'm just going to say, well, today that Elon Musk, more or less, it seems he has uh, sealed the deal on acquiring Twitter. Uh, and his whole goal was like to bring back free speech to Twitter, if that makes sense. You know, because back in the day, Twitter was more like the Wild Wild West. Most people, okay. At this point, whether you agree with it or you disagree with it, it's pretty safe to say that there is a lot of uh, policing of of uh, language and certain articles and all kinds of and different accounts and all these different things uh, that takes place on Twitter. If you haven't partaken in the Twitter experience yourself, you definitely know someone who has, or you've heard a story about it. At this point, somebody has. To, there's a, been a huge argument on Twitter. People say one part of the, you know the. The platform saying, "Oh, they t- there's too much stuff allowed." And one por- part portion says the opposite. Uh, they'd be like, "Oh, this is where racism is bred," or "This is where you know pe- pedophiles are," or "This like, oh, this is where the left wing crybabies are," or whatever it is. Um, we could definitely, it, it, it's definitely fair to say, in my opinion, and some people would probably ar- argue with me, but from what it seems like to me, the majority of what gets taken off of there is things that go against what the establishment narrative is now mind you i'm not trying to get into conspiracy mode clearly it's not a conspiracy if it's a big enough deal for the richest guy in the world to spend 44 billion dollars on it whether he had investors or not he is the collateral for that 44 billion dollars and he bought twitter now mind you he's buying twitter and he's taking it private i'm not a very intelligent stock guy but i can tell you enough to let you know that right now it's not private it's a publicly traded company so that means that you could get on Robinhood. well you can't now but up until now you could get on Robinhood or you could get on weeble and you could buy tesla um, excuse me you can still do that but uh twitter stock now basically why a company would typically go public I think in most cases, it's when a, co- a company is pretty big, well-established, and then they go they go public. And when they go public, it's basically like we have X amount of shares in this company that pe- that can be bought by the public. And it's you know different people have different amounts, but let's just say seventy five percent. And it's like okay, what is the company worth? Blah 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 blah. And then they give a price, and then bam, here it goes. It's on the market. Well, all these people can go and buy this, and it's basically money that goes to the company. More or less. So it's like, but now you have people who own stock and they own portions of the company. So let's just say that somebody goes and buys all 25% of the company that just got released into stocks and they buy all of that. Well, they own 25% of the company. It's not just like a mystical thing. There is a there is a finite amount of stocks for each, each company that you can buy stuff. Some people have, I guess, billions of little shares or whatever, and some people have millions, some people have thousands, and so forth and so on. Obviously. If it's a if you had a company like Twitter and there was only a thousand shares to buy, that shit's going to be expensive as fuck. But if you have a twenty five percent of Twitter is actually like let's just say eight hundred million shares, it's like okay, so then eight hundred million times you know forty or something like that. I don't I don't really know exactly how that works, but 
you get what I'm saying. You get the premise. I'm not good with math. I also am not a genius. I'm just telling you. Well, Elon Musk is buying Twitter outright. So basically everyone on the planet who owns Twitter stock will get paid X amount of money because and then nobody else can buy into the company anymore. I mean, unless he makes a a, de- a private deal with them somehow. You can't just access Twitter's uh, stock anymore. As of today, you cannot access their stock anymore. Uh, as in, I guess it's frozen, taken off the market. I'm not sure if it's like removed from the apps. I haven't dug that deep into it because, in all honesty, I'm more looking at this from the point of view of holy shit that someone just bought the entirety of Twitter, of Twitter, uh, and that person just so happens to be the strangest, richest man of our generation. Uh, the richest, argue, I mean, uh, publicly rich, if that makes sense. Uh, he's the he's the post, literally the poster child for uh, the richest man on the planet. And as of uh, 2022, the net worth of Elon Musk is 264 billion dollars. Uh, just a, <laughs> I happen to be on the Google, the Google about me for him, but it says that he was born in 1971, so he's 50 years old, and uh, he was born in South Africa. Um, yeah, and his dad's name was Errol. That's a pretty crazy name. Uh, but yeah, so he buys Twitter. Obviously, as you can imagine, if you're not, uh, you know, if you if you are at all not politically clueless, uh, left wingers, I uh, say left wingers, uh, the, uh, the more progressive types are incredibly furious with the fact that Elon Musk has uh has purchased Twitter because they think that he's going to ruin Twitter or he's going to you know, uh, just turn it into a right-wing cesspool of bullshit that nobody cares about. That's their assumption. Now, mind you, a lot of people who are, you know, more conservative types or uh, right-wingers, if right-wingers, if I tell you, uh, they think that it's already that for left-wingers, you know, for uh, for communists, you know, or whatever, whatever however you want to look at it. Uh, or, yeah, that's where Antifa, the Antifa, it's about to turn into the Antifa burial ground. That's what I saw earlier. I was like, oh my God. But, uh, yeah, so, but let's, I mean, I'm going to be honest. When I had Twitter, the only reason that I, like, the reason why I got off of Twitter was because literally everybody wanted to argue all the time. And it was toxic. And I was like, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to subject myself to this because I know that people can say, well, just clear out your list and start to start over do this. I had had a Twitter for a long time when I got rid of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to deactivate it, and if I want to have Twitter again, I'll just create a new account. So that way I won't have to deal with this, you know, because everything I saw and everything I followed it was either like police brutality, somebody beating the fuck out of an innocent person or a seemingly innocent person or someone who did, definitely didn't deserve to get their teeth kicked in, or it was the opposite of people just like fucking up cops and fucking up like people like the protesters fucking up other protesters and it's just i it got it got incredibly insane for me so eventually i was like i don't want to do this anymore it's not that serious uh there's enough things going on in my adult life that i can't deal with this anymore but i will say this when i would get on there a lot of times i would just look through it for the sake of the news and that's why i told a lot of people i was like you know man i i get a lot of news from twitter like because just because it's something that maybe uh, you're not going to see people. T- I mean, the framing on everything on Twitter is from a left point of view. Uh, like everything is always negative whenever it comes to anything to do with you know like like anything right wing or conservative or whatever. 
so it's one of those kind of things like I really wouldn't care as much if they weren't for – I don't care that they're not for all these things. But the consistent pattern of like the articles that get boosted up like on the topics and the things that are trending and stuff like that. Now, trending hashtags, you never know what you get. It, they'd be going wild. The Let's Go Brandon apparently was pretty popular. That kind of stuff is really popular on there. The whole thing I'm trying to say is like I tried to go to Twitter a lot to – and. I didn't even care about getting the politics aspect out of it. Maybe if there was something that happened, if if somebody was at war or if something happened that was relevant, you know, overseas or something like that, sure. But a lot of times you get sports information on there, you get video games information on there, you can get like content creator, all kinds of different stuff on there. That's entertainment, things that is like, uh, you know, almost like the the brain numbing stuff that some people just wish they could get back, and not the critical mass fucking every day. Like this is the end because of this fucking polarizing experience. Blah blah blah. Uh, at some point in time and in some way you can make it to where your uh your twitter is not as toxic of a place uh but you know who knows what could happen i mean he's talking about one big thing obviously there's criticisms i i, I jumping from i'm jumping from one thing to another but a lot of things people have criticisms about Elon Musk is, you know, one thing they'll say, oh, well, the farms where Tesla gets their lithium for their batteries are, you know, slave ran and all this other stuff. And then there's another thing saying that he's sexist and he's transphobic and that he's this and that he's that. Kind of the normal stuff. But in the same breath, like he is, he is a, like he just speaks his mind, apparently, whether it be strategically planned or not. He does speak his mind. And I don't know. I feel like it's, it's Clearly, people get this stuff from somewhere. Like, there's somewhere where they're like, they find, they read something, or read one thing, or read two things, and they accumulate this concept that someone is transphobic or they're racist or blah, 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 blah. Which, mind you, I don't know, I don't know how Elon Musk is any of those things. Um, I think I, I, I'm not. I'm not exactly like the uh, the main proponent. I'm, I don't really care as much about defending him as I do not putting a tag on someone that because it matters. I mean, it really does matter. Like the, these people are so upset with with the fact that Elon Musk is buying Twitter because they don't like him for whatever reason. Half of them probably don't know why they don't like him. And to be fair, a lot of people have some pretty hollow reasons why they like him. Because to me, you've already go into a category when you're worth that much money, or like even when you're worth a lot less than that, but still to a certain level, there's like a cap to where it's like I don't really trust you much after a certain level, and so it's one of those things. But I am also the kind of person who has, uh, I'm not on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't, I don't, I don't work for Twitter. I don't work for Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not going to go back just because Elon Musk got it. But like my problem is is like people get on people who are so active on there and they're mad about him getting it. These people not all of this is not all of these people, but there is a large portion of these people that probably condone the uh, toxicity on there. Like in the way that it's like people talk about how so many things were bred out of 4chan. Like so many things that are like that were just like under under the surface fringe like ideology of all kinds, of all of all shapes and forms festered on places like 4chan and then found their way over to reddit and then they found their way to twitter and then it's like boom all these th- all these different things whether you find it rational or whether you don't these things start in these places deep on the internet twitter has become that and but there's a problem also 
that Twitter has that it is it is slap full of like bots and bot farms and all this other good stuff. If you're not familiar with what a bot farm is, it's pretty much let's just make it in simple terms. It's where a bunch of people can say sit in a warehouse or sit in a room or sit in a house or you know sit somewhere and they make accounts and they just run multiple accounts all day every day and they get paid. Uh, and now this is not like that's not a conspiracy. That's a real thing. Uh, it, and it's not necessarily for the sake of nefarious things. But a lot of people like look at it, think about if uh, the weekend comes and he drops a big album. You don't think that they have like at least like fifty to sixty people just on Twitter getting active like constantly for like three or four days, just like hey, we need you guys to just. I mean, obviously he's got fans as well, but some of that stuff is bot farms. And it's like, but they also are having this issue with the fact of like political things. You know, if you are active on Twitter, you've seen that Trump fan that's like they got an American flag. They started their Twitter like three months ago, and all they talk about is like patriotic shit and pro-Trump stuff and stop the steal or some shit like that. And it's like that's all they have on there. And it's just like this like almost like algorithmic bullshit line all down their thing. And it's the same people who are like you. You can go to sometimes you'll go and you'll see. Uh, it's like all they have is like a like a recycle sign or some shit as their profile picture, and you go and all it is is like uh, fracking is killing the da 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 da. It's like sign this petition, and it's like a petition that just what is it even like? It doesn't even go to anything, or it's like and it just is a whole list of all these different things. Like uh, Biden, we we love and respect you. It's like no. You, <laughs> This is not a real account. I'm not saying that these accounts don't have real people that exist with those same things, but you will find these accounts, and there's just so many of them, and there's so many of them. And if you take the time to click and you go and you look at all these different people as opposed to arguing with them because every time they're in the comment section, the only thing they're saying is to argue. All they're doing is arguing, and they're just stirring shit, and these are products of bot farms, and that – is a conversation that a lot of people have been having, and they're saying that that toxicity amongst ourselves already is toxic. But when you have armies of people that just are practically NPCs just going back and forth with each other, and you have the commonplace people either being gaslit or they're being, uh, you know, in their, uh, as they say, echo chambered, uh, that I mean, eventually it starts, that starts to warp people's brains. Something I always say, and it's from a Flowbot song, but it's like there's a war going on for your mind. Uh, it's like, and I, I'm not trying to get off in that. Yeah, man, activism. I'm not. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying there is a reality to something like being said like that. That there, there's a war going on for your mind. I think more now than probably any other time before. In at least in modern society, there is a war specifically going on for your mind. If you look at the way that. Everything has been treated, let's just say, with the war in uh, Ukraine. It's like all of this like dire, poured-out love for Ukraine. Mind you, the innocent people and civilians of Ukraine, damn, that sucks. That's horrible. But the, like, the shady shit has been happening with the Ukrainian government for a long fucking time. And a lot of that stuff has to do with us as well. This is not stuff. It doesn't have stuff, to, some, anything to do with me and you, but it has something to do with the people that we put in political power and the people that, you know, it could, it, I could literally go on and on and on, but the point that I'm trying to make is that these, there's people that sit in rooms and if they want to, they can pretty much make something happen and make it not. 
before the election happened, like a week and a half before the election happened, there was all this shit that came out with about Joe Biden's son having a laptop uh, and all this other shit. And I used to crack jokes online and say Joe Biden's son's laptop, Hunter Biden, his laptop is a gift that keeps on giving because it's like every couple of months, like something else would come out about it. But the the mainstream media, if you will. Uh, they were they were dead silent about it. Now, you've, of course, you've got Fox News. Of course, Fox News is going to milk that for everything they can because you can only say that Joe Biden is a sack of potatoes so many times. Like you can only say that so many times. So let's just also bring up the fact that his son has the most damning evidence that probably has ever been brought to. Uh, you know, it, there's more proof that Joe Biden has accepted illegal money and played and has had conflicts of interest with multiple countries. There's way more information proving that than there is, and I'm not a Trump supporter, than there is proving that Donald Trump was a, a Russian puppet. I know that sounds I know that sounds crazy. And because they, the the exact thing that the uh, you know that they would like for you to believe, and this is what they said, and they did this on Twitter. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. On Twitter, they were and all over say CNN. Anybody who wasn't you know uh, Tucker Carlson, pretty much was saying. And I'm this is not to defend them either. I'm just pointing out the fact that. They all were like, this is bullshit. It's Russian misinformation, blah, blah, blah. This is dog shit. They got people that, that resigned from the military with all these stars and stripes and all these CIA officials and all this other stuff to sign this letter being like, we believe wholeheartedly that this is Russian disinformation about Joe Biden's son and his computer. Here we are a year and some later, and – they're all like, hey, we're pretty sure uh, that Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter Biden, is under investigation for this laptop. Twitter took all the link, like banned the link and all this other stuff and just tried to de- – de- and Facebook did the same thing. All the things they could do to keep the Hunter Biden's laptop shit off of the internet for two weeks. And two weeks after – or for that two weeks was the time period – in within that two weeks was the time period when we had the election. Because nobody wanted to know about it. They didn't want you to know. They didn't want the voters to know anything about Hunter Biden's, which, to be fair, of course you don't want them to know. Of course you don't. I mean, excuse me, like, say, the campaign, the administration, they clearly don't want you to know. And that's understandable. I mean, hey, you don't want people to know your, your dirty laundry. That's acceptable. But in the same breath, it's, it's, like, it's one of those things like, well, you know, that might have affected somebody's opinion when they voted if they knew – about the laptop, which Hunter Biden specifically has nothing to do with Joe Biden's election. His son, he can't control what his son does. I mean, technically, I guess he can if he's you know not paying his bills, but or helping him get deals in China and Ukraine. These are real things. You can look them up. There, I'm not saying it's not hard to find. You don't have to dig deep to find this information. Anyway, Twitter played a part in making sure that that didn't exist. That information did not exist until after the election. There's a Time Magazine article that came out uh, probably about two months, maybe a, a month after Joe Biden got elected. In the Time Magazine article, people would, it, when I told people about this on Facebook, and this isn't just about me being right. This is just me telling you that I'm not full of shit, and, and this isn't some conspiracy theory shit. This Time Magazine article, if you were not – on the side that was against Donald Trump, okay? If you were not on the side that was against Donald Trump, you would be 
if you are, let's put it this way: if this what it what the way this Time Magazine article, it's like two pages long, it's long as hell. If this happened to you, or the side that you were on during the presidential election, because you know how passionate you get about it, you get passionate about it for some reason, no clue why, nothing ever changes, things just gradually get worse, and you keep getting number to the pain because presidents suck, all of them do, but. As you read this, they go on and on and on and on and on to explain basically how – it literally uses the word a cabal, a cabal of people who got together and all across the industries through entertainment, through science, through this, through that, through everything to make sure that Donald Trump didn't win the election. And then we look at Twitter who played every bit of a part in this. Twitter is just the example, and it happens to be the topic of conversation. They played a part in this, and now what you're seeing is these people who are so violently against Elon Musk getting it and cleaning it are doing this and bringing people back and making it a freedom or a free speech sanctuary or whatever. These people are furious about this for some reason, and they're so mad. People talking almost like it's the end of the world. For one, for starters, no matter who you are, Twitter shouldn't be that important. I understand. I understand that there is like a you know like a value to it. People feel like uh, journalists get their start and get to popping on Twitter, and some people some people make other content and get popping on Twitter. Whatever it may be, some people just like to go in there and talk shit. Some people like to go in there and talk shit and not get harassed. They like to just speak speak their mind. And just not be harassed for having an opinion about something. So neither side, by the way. But it's almost it's almost impossible. Because if somebody you know doesn't chime in, somebody you don't know will chime in. But if there's like 15 to 20 people chiming in and they're just dragging your ass down and only 18 of them are – excuse me, and only two of them are real people. And the other 18 just caught you in the algorithm and just started ripping you to pieces. And then you multiply that times like 2,000. It's going to be – you can look in the comment section of something where somebody is like – you okay, you make a status that says, man – you know the weekend's new album really sucked, and then like you get two hard BTS. Look at what BTS the BTS army has done to Joe Budden recently. If you get bored, you should look it up. But he basically got on his podcast. He's a famous guy, really popular guy. He's got a, one of the biggest podcasts, uh, and he basically was you know lightly talking shit about BTS, the, the Korean guys or whatever. And not to make light of them, I know they're like superstars or whatever. But I'm just saying I don't know much about their music or anything. But I know that they're really popular. And Joe Bu- Joe Budden. Joe Biden, no, Joe Budden was uh, cracking jokes and shit, talking shit about him. And uh, their fans literally like went aggro on his ass on Twitter and on Instagram. They blew up his comment section, and there's literally no – I mean I'm not going to say literally, but the amount of people and the amount of comments. And like even he went on to say like, like it has to be bots. He's like there's no way that there's like this many people that are actively online that are just going to come and berate me in all these different places. And he was talking about how like some of the – a lot of the insults would be like the same thing, same lettering, same typing. And it's basically like people sent bot farms, whether it be actual algorithmic bots or an actual form of people somewhere replying. When John Cena – when John Cena got – he said some crazy shit, and uh, 
he referred to Taiwan as his own country. If you don't know anything about that, just go ahead and look it up because Taiwan's its own country. It's not its own country. Supposedly, the Taiwan is the original government of China, but they got ran out by Mao's people. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, but you're not supposed to say that Taiwan is their own country, especially if you're in China. And apparently – now, John Cena didn't say, oh – Taiwan is their own country. Fuck you guys. He wasn't like that. He was like – he was basically saying that uh, da-da-da and the people in Taiwan and in China, You know, he was just saying it in such a way like that. I don't remember exactly what he was saying. But the next day, he came back in, in Mandarin on an, a Chinese uh, exclusive pretty much uh, social media site, and he proceeded to uh, apologize for using his words wrong, something, something, something. And he did it all in Mandarin. Like he just said all this stuff in Mandarin. Very bizarre video, by the way. But in the same, a lot of people were like, "Why did he apologize? He shouldn't have apologized." I'm thinking to myself, "Bro, he's in China. Like, what do you want him to do? He's John Cena, and in his head, he's probably like, I didn't fucking know. Like, what do you want me to do? I mean, you saw what they did to Winnie the Pooh on uh, South Park. <laughs> uh, but no, so Twitter plays their part in all this, and it's like. This is stuff, and this is the reason why when you see when you see forty four billion dollars Elon Musk, and they tell you, oh, he's just a control freak. Oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. He's a fucking you know billionaire that just wants to ruin everything. Well, guess what? All the people who owned that shit before him were billionaires. They're all filthy fucking rich, and they all have special interest in owning Twitter. Like these people, like the, a lot of these people who had the only reason that Twitter sold to Elon Musk is because they had to legally. Otherwise, they would be responsible for all of the people who own stock in Twitter not getting them their money. Because as soon as Elon Musk pulled out, if he would have pulled out of this deal and Twitter would have done their second quarterly earnings and they would have been going down and everybody realized that Elon Musk pulled out. And this is talking about high-dollar investors, not talking about me and you because we don't invest in the company. All we do is get on there and talk shit and argue with bots and each other. Once they realize that – the the individual shareholders could do like a class, like a class action lawsuit to where everybody sues them because Twitter's he offered Twitter X amount of dollars more for each share than it was actually worth on paper or on the the market. They offered he offered like four dollars or five dollars more per share. Look, I, I know you want to say right now, dude, I don't care. It's weird. I don't know anything about stocks, but I'm telling you, it matters. It matters how checkmate. He did this to Twitter. The way, What he did in order to buy Twitter – now, whether he did it on purpose or not is beyond me. But the way the cards fell, it worked out. They basically had to sell to him. Otherwise, they were going to get sued by all of the other people who own it because there was uh, – hands down – the board uh, all unanimously finally agreed today or yesterday or whatever to actually sell him the, the – you know we're going to sell the company to Elon. He's going to take it private. Um, but, uh, uh, sorry, I'm lost my train of thought there, but so yeah, he, he's, he, now he's going to get it. Now he, I'm sure he probably has other investors. I doubt that this is all just 34 out of his pocket. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but I do know that it's going to be different. Now I want you to think about something, okay? For those of you who are super, you know, aware of a lot of these people that we talk about on here all the time and stuff like that, but you've got this guy, uh, Alex Jones, who you know, very bizarre, crazy, outspoken, wild man. Uh, 
I wouldn't call him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a right winger. I would probably call him like one of the poster childs for like libertarianism, but like in a bad way. <laughs> I, I, but I, he probably paints a bad light for. Uh, it's hard to explain. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, you should look him up because you're probably going to be hearing a lot more about him here soon. He's done some pretty shitty things. He said some pretty shitty things, but he exists in this world. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, no, anyway, you picture him and like any of these other people who have been kicked off of uh, Twitter and they're just like coming back and it's like they're like the monsters just like coming in just like fucking wrecking everything. Like they're like, hey, we're back. Or like when the Titans come out in the animated Hercules movie, like that shit was crazy. <clears throat> like that's kind of like how I picture this. And I'm being kind of facetious. I don't necessarily think it's going to be. I think if these guys do come back, they're going to be on their best behavior because they want. They want to take this time to show people and tell people in their eyes – everybody has differing opinions about everything. But in their eyes, they want to tell people the truth. Like they want people to hear the truth. And if they just come out being radical as fuck, then it's probably going to be like, okay, dude, we don't care. But in the same breath, all of these people existed on there five years ago. Like all of these people that they're talking about that were kicked off and all this other stuff, the place has gotten more toxic since you started kicking all of these people off. And that's one of the things why people are like, if you silence someone, you only make them more powerful. So it's like, if these people are idiots, then people should be allowed to hear these idiots talk. Because, it, I mean, it seems like almost every time, whenever history does whatever, it, it corrects itself and it balances for some period of time. I mean, if not, if you look at it from 30,000 feet up, it's like, how bad does it look? It's like, but when you come down, and you see where these people are bickering, arguing this, this, this. Oh, this is not right. All oh, this. It's like, dude, who's perfect? Like at this point, like who who do you know that's perfect? Joe Biden's not perfect. You voted for him. Donald Trump's not perfect. You voted for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Alex Jones isn't perfect. He's rich. He's successful. Whatever he's doing, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like so much of the so much of this stuff. Like to me, and the thing is, it's like just mute them. If you don't like them, mute them. Why is it that you have a? Why do people have such a problem? And I've, I, I harp on this a lot, and I used to. Har- I, I've said this plenty of times, but it's like so many people that I grew up around were adamant about, like, oh, I don't like Christians; they're too judgmental. Oh, it's it's a t- it's people. It's it's just meeting a lot of people. There's a lot of people like that. They're like Christians are so judgmental. I don't I don't like how they're so insensitive to you know. This, this, and this. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Christians can be judgmental. There is – I don't know what you would call the religion that exists now in modern society, this atheistic religion. But it is the same thing. It is the same thing. And like with with this whole Twitter thing and people being upset about it, they're only upset about it because it's not their guy. That is the only reason. You're only mad about the fact that this guy – and because you have some reason – somebody told you some reason to not like Elon Musk. He's not a perfect guy. Elon Musk is not perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say he is less perfect than any other man that is – You know, he's a fucking billionaire. I get it. But we don't give a shit about a lot of these other billionaires. It's like all these – a lot of these other billionaires do whatever the fuck they want. But if they're preaching to the choir, we don't care. It's like people are like, oh, why isn't uh, why isn't Disney you know on our side? Because they're not. They're fucking not. They're not. If somebody has that kind of money, their only interest is money. You can pressure them, but as soon as they find a way out, this is happening everywhere right now. People are. You've heard the term. You might not have heard the term, but there's a term called go woke, go, uh, go get woke, go broke, and it's one of these things that is like it's starting to backfire on all these people, mind you. 
I, I, the thing is, this is the problem, or this is the thing that I always feel like I've, I almost don't explain myself enough, but I, because I'm tired of explaining myself, and it, I just want to talk, and just you guys understand me and know I'm, I'm not some piece of shit, because the more I sit here and try and tell you that I'm not a piece of shit, the more I'm going against exactly what I'm trying to fucking say anyway. It's like people shouldn't have to explain all the time that they're not a piece of shit. Just for and you can't decide every single week that there's a new reason for somebody to be a piece of shit and a new reason for someone to get kicked off of Twitter. It's insane. It's crazy and it's toxic as fuck. Because you know what it does? It doesn't create you. Just like I would say to Christians, you can't sit there with a battering ram and just continue to bash and bash and bash and bash and be like an injudge, a judgmental piece of shit you can't you cannot do that you cannot be that person and expect for people to change and believe in you or to believe what you have to say it's not going to work it's the same thing as you would say for a, a christian man you don't lay on the be, being all oh, christian jesus this too heavy don't walk up to somebody and just give them that because chances are they're very well prepared for that and what they need more than anything is someone to talk to people want someone to talk to and someone to care about them and someone to genuinely care about what they have to say and it's like if you're not going to be willing to listen to somebody and hear, meet them in the middle and hear what they have to say or just whatever it may be, and you're not willing to have a civil conversation – this is people on both sides of any of these arguments. If you're not willing to at least hear somebody out and at least see what they have to say, and if you're instead banishing them and telling them, go to the darkest sides of, the, say, the internet, go to the darkest sides of our culture, you stay over there. You, you, you're, a, you're a pariah to society. Well, if you do that to enough people – what do you have? You have the same – you have become the same system that you have spent all this time on Twitter and various other social medias va- ranting off into the void or helping partake in creating some kind of cultural you know, uh, phenomenon where everybody is just so gun-ho about the way they feel that they have to you know, basically say it's my way or the highway to everyone else. Where, where's the beauty in that? There's not any. You used to drive around. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you used to drive around and get behind a vehicle, and you would see like uh, bumper stickers that would always say coexist. And I always thought that that I thought it immediately when I was a kid, I was like, oh well, that person's probably not a Christian because if they want to ha- coexist with these other things, that means that they're probably like they don't believe that like Jesus died for them. But when I got older, I was looking at it, I was like, ah, that's probably somebody who's like down. You could talk to him about just about anything. Like it's almost more like a. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's it, it's coexist and it's spelt out. The letters are spelt out with all these different like uh, religious icons. Like they got the cross on there and. You know the Star of David and other stuff. I'm telling you the stuff that I remember, but you, you, most of you probably know what I'm talking about. Nonetheless, look it up as always. And the the lack of cohesion is like uh, it kind of destroys it kind of destroys the beauty and what could be, especially with what we have here. You know, like the concept of you know uh, being just as an example because I'm an American, but the concept of everybody oh we're all Americans. I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm not this. I'm not that. Today, you know, like on a special day or something. Like, no, today we're all. It shouldn't be the twin towers getting wrecked when we're all like, you know, can't identify as one, you know, unified thing. And it's like, hey, I don't listen to or trust most of the bullshit that comes out of that guy's mouth. But I do know one thing I can trust. I can trust that he's my neighbor, and I know that when times get hard, I can, I can, you know, lean on him. And it's like there's so little amount of that in today's society. 
and I'm I'm not trying to sound preachy myself. I just to me it's bothersome and it sucks because like you would think that like something like this wouldn't happen. You know, I mean, I guess it's human history. This you know history. They say uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. That's it. I don't remember where I heard that, but and I'm starting to feel like there's some merit to that. And I don't know. I don't. I think that it's funny because I used to always pitch the argument about you know with the the border. I was like, yeah, you know, as as from the point of view of just being an American, a dude with a dad, excuse me, a dude with a kid, and just like looking to the future, you know, we fear the unknown. So I was like, my honest opinion in one hand is like, dude, I think we need to do something about the border because this is fucking terrifying. And then on the other hand of me, I'm like, hey, look, just because you feel uncomfortable about this doesn't mean shit because maybe it's just time. Maybe it's time for something to just like, I mean, it's happening all over the world. Like the immigration over the past like twenty years has been crazy, like whether people f- like fleeing because of war, people fleeing because of famine, people fleeing because of you know just impoverished you know societies, whatever it may be, people moving all over the country. It's like maybe it's just time. Maybe it's just time for us to have to either fight to coexist or just be gone. I mean, there was people who lived here before us. We pulled up and over. And it's X amount of years, they got like a couple of plots of land on the on here. I'm not trying to. I am not a believer in the. I should feel guilty for, you know, a hundred years ago, my great 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 grandfather. Well, maybe not that long ago. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that at some point, actually, within the past hundred years, uh, well, maybe not even in the past hundred years. I know that I, a, a, a sizable portion of my family in the past hundred years has came to. We're immigrants from a different country, but I am also not of the ilk that's like, hey, you know, like if you're fucking piece of shit grandpa from, you know, like the 1700s had slaves, it's like, hey, at least you don't, you know, (laughs) I mean, we're making some progress, right? I don't know. I just don't understand why we pick and choose pieces of shit that we want to align ourselves with. I mean, nobody, nobody is perfect. You know, like none of these leaders are perfect, and I'm not here to justify any of them because a lot of these rich people or these leaders or whatever it may be, they're they they're they're they've passed the Rubicon for me. I don't have much for you, but in the same breath, why does it fucking matter? Like, why does it matter if Elon Musk has Twitter? Why are you? So, why does it bother you so much? Just go do something else. Like, go plant a tree. And this is it's the same shit that I was saying about this before anything about Elon and Twitter. I tell people people like oh the discourse of the fucking God. I'm like fuck it, just get off of Twitter. Let them sit. There. If you don't if you don't want to listen to bleeding heart liberals all day, then just don't go on there. It's the same the same concept. Or go on there and re- read about fucking Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know, not being in playing for Game Four. Read about the Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. You know what I'm saying? Go go read about you know Francis Ngannou fighting uh Tom not Tommy Fury uh the older one whatever the Tyson Fury. Go read about Logan Paul wanting to or talking shit to Tommy Fury. Go read about something something else. You don't have to be involved in any of this stuff. And I tell myself the same thing every day whenever I get worked up about some of this bullshit that it, a, a lot of people that I go to tell about it, and they're like, dude, I don't know nothing about that. Like, or, oh, I'd rather not be involved. I tell you, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is absolute bliss. But when it boils down to it, you can I, it, it, it becomes a very awkward conversation when somebody's like, yo, the Hunter laptop thing was bullshit. This is just an example. And I'm like, hey, dude, 
I don't fucking like Donald Trump. I don't like Joe Biden. But what I don't like the most is being fucking lied to. And that is that is fucking that was a huge motherfucking lie. <laughs> that and that is that is one little example. That is a small inkling of an example. And it's that's that's a highly political, highly talked about things. Think about the things on a on an everyday basis. You know, how many of you guys forgot about Jeffrey Epstein? Just out of curiosity, somebody out there right now that just heard that forgot about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell doing her trial. We never got a list. We never got a list of names. Did we even get a name? Did it have anything? All that, all that shit is just vanished. It's just gone. So were we manipulated into believing it was a bigger deal than it was? Or did we just get a classic swoop of the wrist and now all that shit's gone? I don't know, but I'm, I don't want, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Elon's going to do with Twitter. <laughs> I'm hoping that he ends up, uh, I hope he ends up doing something cool with it. And if he doesn't, uh, you know what would be kind of cool and it would be really shocking and no one would believe it. If he did spend all of his own money, just think about it if he just pulled the plug. I mean, the only thing about that is like you just assume use it as for the sake of having a, uh, Use if he's really going to use it as a weapon for good, then use it as a weapon for good before you turn it off. Because if you just turn it off, somebody within a hundred days is going to have that weapon being used for whatever else. There'll be something else. Somebody will replace it, and it's going to be a vacuum. There's going to be a large exodus of people that leave Twitter. But in the same breath, if one of the ideas that he has is he wants to implement a way, I was back to the bot farms. They want to implement a way where you pretty much pay a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, something like that, to have Twitter every month. Now. There's a lot of people who would pay for that. Let's just say if they have a billion active users, even if they had 200 people that paid – or excuse me, excuse me, 200 million, just a fraction of that, you know, or I guess that would be yeah, one-fifth, one I guess, 200 million of those people, of those active users decide to pay $3 a month. That's 200 million times three a month. That is a lot of – that's almost a billion dollars a month just off of subscriptions alone. That's not including probably a value in uh, you know, ads or any other kind of you know, s- stuff that they might have on there for you to – cool shit that you can pop off. I mean if they started activating things like kudos and stuff like that or if they started activating like uh, Mines, the uh, social media site has like where you can get – they have their own in-house crypto and – you pretty much – they're called like mine tokens or something. They're not very creative with the name, but uh, – and you can use it to promote your post. It's like you, But you get it by being active, by commenting on things, by sharing things, by liking things and stuff like that. And a, a lot of the stuff on those are – they're very, very big on free speech, but like a lot of the stuff on there is like these, these like fucking bizarro dudes that are you know on there talking about like – the return of what was it? The uh, JFK is back, and he's gonna put the the crown on uh, Donald Trump's head, like that kind of shit. It's like, dude, relax. And it's like, but you you, you can ha- you can find those good conversations. There's a lot of podcasts that I found on mine. It's like, there's a lot of uh, artists and stuff like that. It's not just that shit. And especially if you have the time and the dollars and the resources to put into a site like this, which you already have built and pre- prepared on a silver platter with Twitter. You might can make this something pretty awesome. Like it could be something that's pretty cool. We could all enjoy a little bit better, mind you. 
as of right now, I don't have any intentions of getting back on Twitter. But if I did get on Twitter, I wouldn't have a problem with paying $3 a month, especially if I was going to be active on it. And the $3 a month and their plans, before I get too far away from it, uh, the, and his, his suggestion was more or less like you pay the money and you get your, your check mark. So now you've got the check mark. You get rid of all of these bots. Like basically if somebody is trying to talk to you and they don't have a check mark, they don't pay the $3 a month, it's like sorry. But and of course it creates a little bit of an, an elitist class, but in the same breath, chill out. I mean we pay th- more than $3 a month for every fucking thing else we have. Everything else that you have, you pay more than $3 a month on. What do you pay $3 a month for? Nothing costs that little. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe like a dollar razor club or some bullshit like that. Since you, uh, you know, I don't know. You get a postcard from a different state every every month. I don't know. That would actually be kind of cool. A postcard. You pay like three dollars a month, and uh, somebody sends you a postcard. You sign up, do like pen pals. That'd be kind of cool. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I digress. I don't know what he's gonna do. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm gonna read you a couple of. It says the best dumb reactions to uh Elon buying Twitter and it's just a a couple of uh a couple of tweets that this website has put together uh W uh, W magazine maybe this is like woman magazine or something but it's a couple of tweets that they have put together it's kind of funny uh Reuters pitch bot satire okay just ignore the names on these but it says breaking world's biggest clown purchased world's biggest circus thought that was kind of funny uh, Elon Musk spending $43 billion to stop getting bullied on Twitter when he could have simply been less annoying is insane. Yeah, okay, that's funny, I guess. Kylie Jenner should buy Club Penguin. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, paying $40 billions to get into Grimes' DMs. Wow, yeah, that's one thing that they were saying. They were like, technically, if the company goes private and he is the you know sole owner, he could just go into Twitter and like read everybody's shit. And it's not like a violation because he is like the owner. Of the company, that's crazy. I don't know that the, that they're going to do that, but Grimes is his ex-wife, I believe, or his ex-girlfriend. Uh, they have a couple of kids together, uh, so that's kind of a funny joke. If you don't know who Grimes is, then fuck it. Uh, that's too much money for Twitter. It's just words. You can't even eat it. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. You can't eat your words. Uh, eat your words. Oh, I don't know if he did that on purpose. Uh, Twitter is being passed from one plutocratic freak with a prior association to Azalea Banks to another plutocratic freak with prior association to Azalea Banks. Nothing will change. That's funny, especially if you know who Azalea Banks is. Wild, wild broad. Uh Men will literally spend $44 million to get the attention of Grimes instead of going to therapy. That's kind of funny. Uh, you may be divorced, but you're not bought a whole social media platform about it divorced. <laughs> That's funny. Free speech is when the richest person on the planet buys the place where you talk. I am very smart. Haha, <laughs> I guess that's funny. Some of you are acting crazy talking about how you are going to log off if Elon Musk buys Twitter. Come on now. You're going to tweet that day about it, and you're going to stay in the pig pen with the rest of us, and that's okay. And I, I think that there's going to be a lot more people that stay on Twitter than people think. I don't think – I think there's a lot less people saying I'm going to get off of Twitter than people think too. But there's definitely going to be a lot of people that leave. If Elon buys Twitter, I'm never signing in again until five minutes later when I'm bored and open the app without thinking. I think that is a an excellent final tweet <laughs> for this uh, segment here because I think that's pretty factual, and a lot of us can probably relate to that because everyone just as a blanket statement that's above the age of 20 is going to probably tell you, yeah, man, social media sucks. It blows, but they're like this is where they get it in. They, they know that it's like uh, you know, turn into like gladiator wars almost on there. 
Um, Facebook is a whole other canon when it comes to that. You know, we talk about uh, getting getting off of Facebook, man. It's so toxic on there. I don't want to argue with people that I know from my neighborhood. And that's true. But it's like how it is so hard to just get rid of that shit. So, like, I know people, it's like they graduate from Facebook to Twitter because they're tired of arguing with, they've done blocked all their cousins and all their aunts and their coworkers. And then, like, now they're like, ah, I'm not having any fun arguing with all these people that just agree with me that I've come to be friends with. So now I'm going to go to Twitter where I can just openly get into it with other people or get get people mad at me, whatever it may be. I don't know. It's like social media, It's it sucks, but in the same breath as I've heard it said before, we are in – Maybe we are in a transitional period with what this could be. Like social media could be something better because in theory and on paper, connecting the world does sound great. It does. So it's a, it's a torn thing. But uh, I could literally talk to myself for way too long, but uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to let you guys go. And uh, yes, like I said, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com is a brand new episode of Organic Poison. Every Thursday is a new episode of Toxic Tunes. Or excuse me, we're doing Toxic Tunes and Trends. It's 30 minutes of music and 30 minutes of me talking shit every Thursday at 9 p.m. on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Go to DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. If you're listening on there right now, you need to just go ahead and click favorite or bookmark. I don't remember which one it is, but you need to do that. This needs to be one of your sites you bookmark so you can come back and listen to the new shows and just rock out with us on Thursdays. On Thursdays, it's rap music. It's fucking punk music. It's metal music. It's rock music, all the all the different shit. Techno. I play all kinds of stuff on there, but it's, it's exciting. I get to go back and find a lot of music that I've listened to over the years and that has kind of connected and resonated and went away and come back. And I don't know, it's been a nice trip doing the toxic tunes and trends. Uh, Triple T, if you will. But uh, yeah, and once again, like I said at the beginning, you guys share your favorite episodes. Go back and listen to the episodes we got. Uh, We're on the road to 100. It's going to be fun. The last 10 episodes up until 100, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I've told you guys, for those of you who have been listening for a long time, I've told you and I've told you and I've told you that new music is on the way. I have new music. It has not been released. I have not started releasing music yet because – I have got a plan. I've got a plan. I'm going to release this music and it's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of my music already. I promise we're going to have a great time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Organic Poison Podcast. You guys holler at me and have a good week. Mm